Hey guys, it's time for another podcast. And once again, I just want to say how much I appreciate the reviews and ratings you guys have left on iTunes in your respective iTunes sites. Uh, Last episode, I relayed how I was kind of confused as to why there were different reviews on different iTunes sites. But JC told me that's because there are different iTunes in each country. Uh, it's too bad because I wish it would could all be consolidated under one iTunes banner and then you can read all the reviews in, in, at one go. Um, but I have to keep reminding myself that's not the important thing. The important thing is the content of each episode. And in regards to the reviews, I do want to make mention and thank once again Kelly, Ian, Pete, and now Elliot for their wonderful reviews on the Canadian iTunes site. Also someone named I Hear Sloan regarding the Patrick Pentland podcast. Thanks, uh, Rob and Stacy, for your reviews as well. And Stacy, I did end up answering questions on Twitter because Stacy was wondering if I would answer people's questions. I answered people's questions on Twitter when I had a free hour last week, and it went over very well. And I think I'm going to do it again. So I hope that answers your question. Um, there are other people in other countries who've left reviews, and I can't go through. Uh, country by country, it's going to take a long time, but I'm, I want to mention Bent Gron and Barbecue Beaver in Sweden, Xpar, Wacken Witness, and Joshi078 in Germany, and someone named Kellers10 in Switzerland. Thank you very much, guys. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm really. I'm really glad everyone's digging the podcast, and I, I I love the reviews you guys are leaving. They're great, and it just makes us Nick and I do the do more work for the podcast. And this week's episode is a fun one. Uh, this week's episode, the guest uh, is uh, is Wade McNeil. Uh, Wade McNeil was the guitarist in Alexis on Fire, a band that is no more. And a band I met six years ago while out on tour, and I got along so well with with all the guys in the band. And and now when I bump into them, uh, it pretty much sounds like this week's podcast. And as you'll hear the explanation, this episode is really Wade's second appearance on the podcast. But due to uh, technical difficulties, the first one got ruined. You'll hear the whole explanation very soon. But 15 minutes before he arrived for this upcoming one, my new computer just cacked out on me and I was forced to do the podcast on my old computer. And you can't really, I hope you can't really hear it, but, um, I did the whole podcast not knowing if my new computer had erased all my files before I got a chance to back them up. In the end, everything turned out fine. And as you'll hear, I think the podcast turned out great. Once again, thank you to Blue Mic Microphones for your Yeti mics. We couldn't do the podcast without them. And thanks to Skull Candy Headphones. All right. The official Danko Jones podcast starts now. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. I don't know. Wade McNeil is here with uh, with us. Me and Nick's here. Um, Wade is has become the curse of the podcast. Off the mic, there's so much drama with Wade. Wade, you are to us what periods are to women. Just like come show up once a month, 
mess. I don't. I don't even want to keep going with this. I guess say, it's safe to say Daniel Jones is tripping Jesus. balls. Yeah, yeah, basically, Wade has seen me at my worst. You're really stressed out today. I around Wade, like you know, when other people come here, I'm like cool, calm, and collected. Mm-hmm. They sit down. I give them a nice coffee, a drink. We start the podcast. It goes smoothly, and we shake hands and we part. When Wade McNeil comes here. I am a little kid with a zine and a tape recorder with no batteries, and everything fucks up. And sweatpants. What happened was Wade came here two months ago. He did the podcast, and everything was great, perfect. I was watching the waves. He left. I went to listen to it, and it was all reverbed out, and I had a 12-hour breakdown um going back and forth with our webmaster and trying to salvage the podcast and i had to it took me like i was saying off the mic 20 minutes to build up the courage to call wade and tell him that the podcast was unsalvageable did you have to rub one out to relax beforehand What's up with periods and rubbing shit out? Today? I'm working blue today. Yeah, I decided. I made a point to. I'm working blue. I'm trying to turn off all of your. Uh, first of all, if any listeners here got a problem with, you know, menstruation or, uh, you know, pleasure of me- yourself, find another podcast. I think I can speak for the whole Danko Jones family. And I. What you're saying is you want to shift this into a real kind of get her done. Let's get type. dirty. Well, no, let's. I, I don't. It doesn't need to be like Larry the Cable Guy, but I mean, let's let's make every episode of this podcast like a, a really long version of that joke, the Aristocrats, which if you haven't heard, heard is very filthy. And um, am I ruining the podcast? Yeah, you're basically <laughs> shitting on the podcast, and it started off on a bad note because the story isn't over. Starting again? Yeah. No. So basically, what I did was I uh, the next day. Literally 24 hours after I called Wade and said that the podcast was was a flop. Um, but the actual content in the podcast was great. Um, I went down to the Apple store and I bought a new computer. I bought a new hub. I bought this. I bought that. I got a whole – the whole works. Wade called me this morning. He's on his way. Nick was texting me. He's late as usual. And uh, see how I said that in? Seven minutes. Seven <laughs> right before I went downstairs to greet the two of them, um, my computer wouldn't turn on. So I went through the whole thing with Wade before we started recording. So hopefully this this will here will will be. Now I can't even talk. This yeah. will be good. Send your thesauruses to yeah, please. www. So Wade, how's it going, man? Street. Sorry about all this. Fucking bullshit. I've been on Apple Care before we started the mic for like 15 minutes. Just How were they? The Genius Bar on the phone. They were great. They're always good, man. What are, are they nice? I've given them a lot of money over the years. They treat me just fine. You're like an investor. Yeah. Um, so how are you doing? You know, I think this all might have a little something to do with me. I think, I think so, I've man. been... 2012 isn't really working out for me so far. Oh, no. Really? You know, I don't think bad luck. I'm a pretty glass half full kind of guy, but the Mayan calendar is bringing me down. It's fucking you up. Maybe it's maybe you were Mayan in a past life. Mm-hmm. It's not you. It's Mayan. So oh, what's yeah, going dude. wrong? What's going wrong? 
What's going wrong? What's going wrong, man? That's my question to you. But <laughs> So I apologized to Wade about 10 times before we started the mics, before we turned them on. I'm apologizing to him on the podcast now. I am very sorry for wasting your time. This is not how I like doing things. I've been running around this place here like like a soccer mom trying to get everything done. You and are flustered. I don't I know am if you can flustered. hear it. I don't know if you can hear it on the internet right now. But you are flustered. This is not even the most flustered I've seen him. I've actually the the whole period of time when the last podcast went wrong and just the the texts that I got were were those were flustered. Those were fucking flustered. I I, I have a tendency to be really hard on myself when shit doesn't go right and the kind of hard where you just sit in a corner and stare at the wall for like two hours. Wade and I are sharing a mic, by the way. It's really fun. Yeah, that's what it's come down to. But uh, and it has nothing to do with the Yeti Blue mics at all. No, it's a great Yeti Blue. Yeah, we're using great. here. Please but, more send but off then there's, more. There's, there's a, <laughs> I mean, not to insult Wade, but there's you know part of the podcast audience that sounds like I'm going to get insulted here. Doesn't know like you with like a lead up like that. Yeah, that's quite the yeah. way to preface this. There's a few people who who aren't familiar with Wade McNeil and mm. let's introduce Wade, Wade McNeil from Oh my god, where do we start? Let's start with Black Lungs. The singer, guitarist from Black Lungs, um guitarist of Alexis on Fire Go and on. now the lead singer for Gallows. And can I mention the other project? Yeah, I'm doing this other record right now uh, with Jay Malinowski from Bedouin Soundclash called Dead Coast. Right. And uh, we're in the studio, like right now, I'll be in the studio later today working on that. We so. kind of ran into you a few days ago while you were on a break from the studio with you and Jay. Yeah, I've been taking a few too many breaks, like in the location, incredibly secret location, where I practice and Danko practices. Mm-hmm. Um, where where the where the Toronto hits get made? Can I guess where it is? Sure, go ahead. CN Tower rotating restaurant back room. You know, I, when I said you could guess, I didn't think you were going to get it right. <laughs> well, so, then. well, if you want to come see us practice, come say hello. The rotating restaurant, yeah, sixteen dollars shrimp cocktail, yeah, very cool. can't beat it. So, anyways, we pra- we're both practicing this like industrial kind of area, and there's one coffee shop that's around there. Yeah, this bakery. And uh, and when we started this record, myself, Jay, and the producer Steven all started getting these like these like custard donuts. I was probably getting one there when Dude. I saw you. Okay. And um I kinda think my bad luck has been stemming from those donuts. <laughs> to be honest. It's the one thing in my life that I've changed, eating these kind of obscene Portuguese donuts yep. every day when we're at the studio. And um Aside from like things going really tough with the record, the uh, the podcast messing up, right. um, Total shit uh, there's been some just some weird things happening, some bad luck, you know. And I think mo- especially uh, like me having ninth grade acne, like crazy. Okay? <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see bad. it now because it's going away because. I've stopped eating these donuts. Uh-huh. but like it's getting to uh, it was getting to a like. I need to reassess my life type situation where I'm just like, what's going on with my face? Is that a boil uh-huh. under my eyeball? As a um, lead singer now, you got to watch that stuff. Yeah, gotta... No, no, dude. The more acne, the better. They'll be like, they'll be like, yo, the singer with acne is crazy, man. <laughs> like, you don't even need to move.
And then I met Jay. You, you were there with Jay Melanowski, who's and also... you were there with Adam Willard. Adam Willard and JC. We were taking a break from basically what happens. And I don't know if people can tell, but my voice is still kind of really broke, broken. Um, Adam lives in Los Angeles, where you were from, where you were a few uh, a week ago or uh, last night. Okay, yeah. um, he lives in LA and he's in our band. And when he f- he flies over here to to rehearse and jam and write, and so when he is here, we do intense because we have to um, intense rehearsals and, and writing sessions that go on for hours and hours. I end up singing for longer than I should, and afterwards. I don't have a, vo- a proper voice, so right. I, I don't know if people can tell it's strained. But anyways, we were there on I think a break. After listening to me talk, people—that's that's, that's, now—is now like, that your? You just sound this, like honey. Yeah, yeah, is this your voice all the time? Or this is it? Imagine me as a baby, saying my first word. Really? Talking like this. Your baby Marvin from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It, it works. That's me. It's definitely <laughs> it definitely works. Um, and then when we we bumped into Jay and you. Jay was like, hey, because he's the singer of Bedouin Sound Clash. We went on tour with Bedouin Sound Clash in 2006. He goes, I haven't seen you since the Go-Go tour. Go-Go Bordello was, was the other band on the tour. And I, and, and, I, and I remember thinking that after we met, and I go, he just called our tour the Go-Go tour. He didn't call it the Danko tour. It's a fucking Danko tour. Oh, boy. I got beef with Jay now. Beef. Got- or not. Oh, Anyways, you know how's what? it going with Jay? <laughs> you got over going that beef really quick. You do, yeah. So, so how's it going with uh, Dead Coast? This it's going side good. project. Um, it's um, the two of us are just making this record, so it's kind of different for both of us in that we, you know, we're not rehearsing with a band. You know, like every day, we're writing these songs ourselves and kind of like building them up. Both singing, both both two. singing, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, it's like either one of us playing piano or guitar or you know just and we're just kind of building this record right now, and I think we'll. In what style, like, so people can look forward to something? Um, I think, you know, for what we're excited to do is something that's, like, very different from what both of us have ever done, you know? And and I think we want to try and take, like, to make it, like, really, really simple, I think we want to make it, like, punk rock Beach Boys. Oh. And have these, like, just big kind of, like, dreamy harmonies on everything and, like, just, like, like, us both singing together all the time, you know? And uh, but making it this kind of like you know back and forth and uh, wow and like kind of smashy percussion because we'll we're gonna try and make a nice sounding record but just where I think we both come from and the music we like it's gonna sound a little bit I don't think we won't be able to have certain like edgy parts of it you know right wow that sounds that's a good tag so punk rock Beach Boys that gets the- my ears up. With Alexis on fire, it was like also sort of a back and forth singing wise going. A lot on. of a lot of cooks in the kitchen. So aha, uh-huh. but is it that worked. something that is a sound you you really like, like the vocal vocal back and forth? I know that's probably going to be a totally different type of thing, but at the same time, it's kind of an interesting thematic. Yeah, I think. You know, uh, thing. I don't know. I've never really given it much thought, but yeah, I guess that's something that I've always kind of been involved with. I think, yeah, just something where it's like, you know, there's a lot of, maybe it's just more of a, you know, old, like, just an older approach to making music, you know, where it's like, you know, there's those Sam Cooke songs where it's just like, there's 
you know, there's just guys singing like the whole right. thing. You know what I mean? Right. And there's like one voice will probably take the focal point on certain stuff, but I think we'll mm-hmm. always be singing together. You know, and like you listen to that stuff, you listen to like the band mm-hmm. or something like that, and they're just all it's singing. You know, together all the time. Right. Yeah, I got. And you. I think it's like an interesting thing to you know try and like you know write some some songs or like telling these stories for you know Jay and I have been talking about doing this band for for years, and it kind of finally worked out timing wise right so how, just, how is it with gallows is it just you guys are on a break or because yeah i mean gallows the, is your band your full-time band yeah yeah so i mean like the the boys are working on a record and we're all split up kind of like you were saying a few of the guys are in california yeah a few of the guys are in in uh in london and i'm here so everyone's kind of working on stuff and uh having band practice over email which is incredibly frustrating but we're all going to get in a room and uh and record the record like in their hometown in right. may in watford we went through this whole thing where you know you we all talked about how you we met each other and all that thing i don't know if we should bring all that up but <laughs> <laughs> the radio audience can't see <laughs> But uh, Wade and I just exchanged a look. Rolled your eyes? No, we kind of looked and just let's said. Well, just because there was some, this, right? some yeah, let's do this. Let's, do this. let's talk about it. Well, I, we met each other for the first time in 2006 when you were in Alexis on Fire. You guys were on tour, and I think we met in Gothenburg on that, as Jay Melanowski puts it, Go Go Bordello tour. Um, and Go uh, Go Go Bordello presents Danko Jones. Yeah, as yeah. headliner. Gogol Bordello featuring Gogol Bordello featuring Deco Jones. Yeah, basically. Um, and and I don't. I I ended up talking to George in Dallas for most of the time. You guys hung out. Um, and at the end of the night, you just said, "Hey, it's cool. See you." I swear. First to God, of all, like great that. impression of my voice. <laughs> I can't even do it, but it's pretty raspy. Here's what I remember about that day. I woke up. We were, we we had our bus parked in Gothenburg, mm-hmm. next to everyone else's buses. And I'm like, oh, this is convenient. Right. I'm getting down. I'm getting up, walking down the stairs. European buses are like really weird ragtag death mobiles. Mm-hmm. So I just cut my foot brutally on this piece of um, of sharp metal on the oh. stairs. Just a rogue piece of sharp metal. Sticking out, um, you know, naturally we're nowhere, so I just, like, wrap my foot up with tape and a sock and shove it in a boot. And, oh, uh, okay, so that's, so that's number one. I remember okay. that. Okay. And I remember going to get pizza with the drummer, Pat, of Bedouin, and, like, you know, pizza, I use pizza very loosely. Right. When you're in Europe, like, Euro I, feel like pizza. I feel like it was, you know, like, the sauce was blue. Right. And you know there was like a whole fish on top of it, yeah. and you know goats. Yeah, I don't cheese. want to taste like, people's pizza, but come on, like over if you're ex- if you're explaining yeah. pizza to aliens, <laughs> you know. So I had that, and then uh, and then you covered a misfit song that night. We oh we did yeah yeah we did Hollywood Babylon nice. And oh, yeah, we hardly ever do covers, but we did that. Have you covered any other did. Misfit songs ever? We were like, fuck, Lexus is here. Let's show him his fucking bunk rock. <laughs> no, <that's> <laughs> um, actually, we did that because we were getting ready to uh, do it with John Garcia cause, of Caius, cause, uh, or now of Caius Lives, because he wanted to do that song. And that's my favorite Misfit song. It was Hollywood Babylon. It's a good one. It's yeah, my it's, favorite it's one. It's a solid one. Yeah. I remember I first heard it, and I was like, 
Yo, that told a story. Well, we've talked about this before, I yeah, think, that's about how thing. you are under the impression every musician has it out for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that we, was him. That was what like we... That? that was actually... No, no, no. I'm paraphrasing. That was what he came out of the last podcast thinking, because the last <laughs> podcast, you were like... I forgot. You, you were totally like, okay, I thought you hated me, and I thought these other guys at the festival hated me. You basically thought the whole festival wanted to kill you. Kill you. Plus, you what had that festival? story where, the, where you met. Oh, well, that's because George, this is like a, a story that not a lot of people know outside of Toronto, but when Alexis were just getting started and their name was starting to get out there. Starting they, to ring out. Yeah, they did a show at the big radio station in town called The Edge, 102.1. This is a long time ago. So, 2002. I mean, podcasts didn't exist, and there was a thing called the radio. Yeah, yeah. you could access it without satellites. And at the time, there was a cutout of myself at the station with a big... Guitar, kind of like like a wrestler. Yeah, and uh, George grabbed it while you guys were playing a song and started singing to it or singing something. to it. Brought it outside onto Young Street, singing, serenading right. the Danko Jones cutout. Right now, you could as take you it, do, you right. can take it two ways. You could say, "Hey, you know, he's just doing his stage performance," or you could say. Sometimes I'm a glasses half empty guy. It's like this motherfucker's too fucking cold. We got beef. <laughs> um, but it wasn't really like that in my head. Uh, I was all cool with it. But I thought that you guys didn't know if I was cool with it when we met, or if you if you knew that I knew or or whatever. And uh, I personally didn't care. I just hoped that you guys were cool enough to to. To be cool with us, I, I like I liked your band, and and that's how it was. But it's the same way with when I I first met Damien Abraham from Fucked Up. I was I was under the impression that he would totally hate our band, but then the opposite was true. So, you know, it's usually just all in my head. And and for the last last podcast, um, Patrick Pentland from Sloan was here, and I relayed a story to him about how I thought he hated me. <laughs> so. And you he had were no right. idea where that was. He had no idea where that was coming from. So, so that was that was that. And and uh, by the end of the day, after the show, all was good. And I think it's all been good since. Not that there was anything before that, but yeah, it's all cool. So everybody's doing great. Everyone's great. <laughs> everyone's having so much. I think. I think everybody hands. hates me. It's horrible. In, in comedy, it's really bad. I don't like it. Condies even probably yeah because a little you, more you biting meet people as individuals and you're kind of like even if they are like good set man you're like that guy's lying well the thing is comedians don't have some most of the time um, a following the way other bands do like there's Chris Rock and there's a whole bunch of people you don't know yeah but they have weird I mean small followings yeah but not like like even not like massive. you know I mean, who's the most popular guy right now Tosh Daniel Tosh who yeah, the, I mean, it's. Is that Bob I'm Marley's? A, I'm aware of him. Or Peter Tosh's son? Yeah, it's Peter Tosh's son. He and he is radical reggae yes. comedy. <laughs> He's got. He tours with Lee Scratch Perry's nephew oh, as yeah? an opener. Little and, Scratch. Yeah, and uh, sometimes Ziggy Marley will be in the audience at the shows. <laughs> and no, it's. Uh, Dan, he's got that show Tosh 2.0. It's kind of like this insane clip show. It's, uh, it's, it's We talked about also how I am completely out of touch with a lot of facets in pop culture right now. But anyway, he is very, very, very... It's the most popular show on Comedy Central. I don't know if my friend was right, but he told me that the ratings for it were like Colbert and, and the oh, show really? combined. Okay, That's I know who Colbert is. Guy. 
Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. That's a start. But anyways, I mean, <laughs> did we cover the whole, like, Alexis and me and you kind of thing that we kind of talked about on the first podcast that no one will ever hear? I just um, want to recap that so recap we can move it. on. Why not? Let, let's well, talk. Because it's like Wade's second appearance on the podcast that nobody and know, nobody this is knows. So weird, right? You're it's our like first a recurring right? guest. Like you're actually becoming part of the podcast family, and people are only being introduced to you now. Pretty soon, you'll be getting your very own uh, blue mic in the mail. I hope so. Yeah. I ripped open a blue mic for Wade. Yeah. Uh, fresh, because I wanted everything to work out perfectly, and everything failed. And when you were pulling up in your car, and you saw me and Nick walking down the street, when you saw us right before you rolled down your window and stopped, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna kill. This is killing me, man." He <laughs> <laughs> was so sad. You gotta relax. And then I you rolled true. down your window, and you're like, "Hey, man, where do I park?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just parked." <laughs> and then you rolled it back up and started. Oh my god, this is fucking killing me, man. I don't know how I'm gonna. Break it to him. <laughs> so that's what was going on. I like. I feel like you've really revealed to Wade that you're afraid of him. <laughs> I'm a, I, I just don't. I don't like coming off like an amateur doofus yeah. um, doing this podcast. This is a serious thing, and I true. think so far we're we're doing a good job. We're gaining ground, but when Wade McNeil is anywhere in our vicinity, it just falls to pieces. I liked at the beginning there was this huge build up about you know everything that happened and. You know how you were bothered by it. And I think it really makes me sound nuts. It's great. <laughs> like, like if if this one doesn't work, What's gonna, I'm going to oh, come back here and I'm going to slash up all your records. You're going to come here, <laughs> knock on my door, or shoot off your toe. You're going to try and slash my records, and I'm just going to slash them before you get a chance. Say two best story wins. <laughs> the podcast didn't work. I destroyed all my own music. Yeah, right. <laughs> we we fucked up the the second podcast, so I, I burnt my mask. Okay, you know what? This is making me. This is starting to freak me out. Let's stop the podcast. Okay. I just want to check if it's working. Sure. Okay, we're gonna stop it and check, and we're gonna come back. So what was your childhood like? It worked. You can answer that seriously if you'd like. I don't know, man. <laughs> Everyone who gets into punk rock, there's some something fishy in the back there. So yeah, you, me, you go to the Wade. fish store. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, I checked the podcast, and it, so far it's, it's been it's been a okay. So I'm really happy about that. Whew, I was really freaking out actually. Um, yeah, Wade McNeil gets me all nervous now. So, you thought that you, they had beef with you, and then you met them at this festival, and... You, it wasn't a festival, it was a show. Oh, I thought it was a festival Well, it was show. like a Vans Warped Tour thing. Okay. Uh, not a Vans Warped thing, a Vans East Pack Tour. So you guys, I mean, bands. did you think any of this? Like, what, in your mind, was... was what was Danko Jones oh, to can you? Can I mention, hold on, it was a Vans East Pack Tour, and we headlined that night? Go on. Okay. Um, what was Danko Jones to you at that time? At that time, Danko Jones was a Toronto musician that was playing the show mm-hmm. that I was going to see bad. after eating that blue pizza. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and? I think at that point I was probably pretty interested in having a cold beer. Right. 
and, uh, and watching the rock and roll concert. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's about it. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So there was no, we're gonna maybe pie this guy at the end of his set. Thing. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna knock out Danko Jones. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I think it was just death the fact to that false <laughs> just Canadian rock. rock. <laughs> death to false rock. You know that old saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. And I'm gonna slash the bass drum skin. That's a great with a knife. That's a great tag for. Say a this show is over. That would have been the best. Bring thing. back on Gogol Bordello, <laughs> Eugene. Come out here. <laughs> oh, that's a podcast in itself. Wasn't our last one the unheard podcast? Wasn't there this like thirty minute discussion of not it being bad to like we gotta get over No what happened was we did the podcast right. with Wade and then we it turned off the mics and then hilarious we, we did a we did another podcast worth of just discussing stuff off the mic we talked a lot. after. We talked about fucked up for a really long time. Because we all enjoy the band. We we're big fans. Yes. Um, just found out Fucked Up are playing with Metallica. So that's great. Thank you. Great. <laughs> maybe at this point, with all the things that have happened to Fucked Up since we last talked, maybe I want to talk about how they're so good and I'm so jealous of the output of music they <laughs> do and the bands yeah. they play with that now I hate them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's come around. It's come around. And then you see Jonah. He's really He's dressed really well. Yeah. He's really friendly. Uh-huh. That just makes me sick. Good looking. He doesn't need healthy. a safety pin. Yeah. yeah. He has a fitness block. Married. Fitness block. The guy has a fitness oh, yeah, block. Yeah, he has a fitness block. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> just winning all kinds. Just winning all kinds. Just and then you know what he's doing? He's like, yeah, I got to like go. Um, you know, me and my wife are going to do this thing with our family. Then I got to like write my fitness blog. Then what I'm going to do, I'm just going to pop up to Montreal for a second, play a show with Career Suicide right. at a crust house right, right. Um, and then just you know just back to and then fucked up going on tour with Metallica he's, he's really doing just it doing all. whatever yeah. just doing whatever doing whatever and it's all good you know what I'm doing tomorrow Open the soup kitchen takes me. <laughs> Open the soup kitchen. Got a little extra soup because I sleep in. I'm going to show up near the end of the, the line of that soup. I told Jonah about the podcast. Oh, and he'll I said, be here. And I go, hey, you know, I got a podcast. Maybe you might want to come down. And, yeah. and then when I go, yeah, I do it with Nick Flanagan. He, uh-huh. he kind of went, oh, that's when he did when I mentioned your name. So feel good cred. about yourself, soup kitchen guy. That cred. Good, but not at the soup kitchen. I show up. I'm just like any of the other guys. And, and what's even crazier about Fucked Up is, A, they chose that name and they're still everywhere. Because uh-huh. if we had had a meeting, if the three of us were in a band and we we're like, okay, what, what are we going to call ourselves? And you came up with Fucked Up, I'd be like, are you out of your mind? We'll never get anywhere uh, from a marketing standpoint. And then to top it all off, Damien Abraham, I think he's the first to say himself, not the most fit guy around. He's in a band with a guy. He doesn't with a have a fitness, fitness blog. blog. Yeah, like he's in, they're in the same band. It's just this fucked up. It's well, really weird. Yeah, it's just this crazy band that. Also, Damien dresses like a twelve-year-old skateboarder. Right. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Everything. Just every piece of free clothing. Every single thing. <laughs> really. <laughs> Going just, just yeah. streetwear like sponsored. Sponsored by so many streetwear companies. I love that guy. I love. You gotta love that band. You, you love them. I love Fucked Up and The Frogs and The Boredoms and fucking... Those are your bands? Right now I'm going through a Jandek uh, I don't really listen to Jandek, but I should listen to more Jandek. I've yeah. always wanted to listen to Jandek. I'm going through a Jandek you know Boredoms. I don't. 
Jandek is uh, maybe you could explain Jandek. Well. He's just this. I don't even. I don't really know anything about him, and I don't think anyone else does. That's he's, sort of a thing. Yeah, he's been putting out records on his own. He's just this one guy. He's been putting like it out hundreds for, of records. Well, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's got like fifty or a hundred. Yeah, and he's um, he's just this dude uh, who. And it's called Corwood Industries. Mm-hmm. It's his label or his company. And I we did a we did a video last year with Mike Watt was in it. Mm-hmm. And Mike w- Watt was telling me about how he just finished playing with Jandek. He played with him. Yeah, yeah. He never plays out, but lately he's done some touring in the last few years. Yeah. This guy Jandek or whatever it is has been. I think there's been, a movie called Jandek on Corwood. That I have not seen. I haven't even heard of it. He has a movie about it. That but anyways, he puts it. out these like albums um, of his own music, and it's it's um, it's uh, an acquired taste. Isn't it? Kind of weird, mellow, really mellow, and just it's outsider music. Yeah, and you know whatever. But it's Jandek and the Boredoms mm-hmm. because because when we're in a writing period right now, so we're writing and the way we write songs are. Not very structured, but there's songs, you know, verses and choruses. I like listening to, like, loose music uh-huh. just to, like, when it's time to write and it's time to do it, it's fresh to do, me. Do you know the Frogs, Wade? I don't know them the, either. The Frogs is really, really, really insane music. I've only listened to some of their stuff, and it's, like, it's from the 90s, I guess, late 90s, mid-90s, mid-90s. Are they not around still? They might still. They're, they're one of those Milwaukee. bands that's probably still around. But Two brothers who yeah. are gay. That's how they build themselves. Two uh-huh. gay brothers, Jimmy Finnegan, or I don't know the guy's name. Yeah, it's something. It sounds like your last name, but not. And uh, they they just do these um, really super gay, as in homosexual folk songs. Mm-hmm. There's a Smashing Pumpkins DVD that has this mini documentary on the frogs in it for some reason. Also, the line you know in the back song where it goes, "That was a good drum break." That's the frogs. That's the frogs. That's the frogs. That's a frog sample. And and uh, one of the guys was in a band with Kelly Deal, Jimmy Chamberlain, the drummer from Smashing Pumpkins, and Sebastian Bach called the Last Hard Men. <laughs> and uh, I've I've never heard it. They're very they're they're so crazy. I love it. And there's like these this weird. I love that world of inexplicable bands. That's something I, I can't get enough of either. Like Moist Boys is kind of my favorite, which is another really weird band. Love the Moist Boys. It's it's like the guitarist from Ween and this one other guy from who's in a Dicky Moist. Dicky Moist. Well, I like the idea of like you know Ween being like oh, yeah. I mean. This is just a little too out there for Ween. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I'll probably start another project for this. <laughs> I mean, you know... Do something weird. That, I, I think it's more like the guitarist from Ween was like, Oh, uh, Gene Ween is uh, is definitely comatose for the next couple months after tour because he is wiped, you know? Well, it's just... And because uh, some of the songs are so close to Ween, like they have some, some oh, yeah. country songs. But there's this... It's, it's kind of harder than Ween, most of it. Like, mm-hmm. it's all like... Super digital sounding, thrashy punk a bit, thrash or something, like but with a drum machine. Yeah, it doesn't and make a any different sense. vocalist. Mm-hmm. But but um, who is it? Is it, it's Dean Ween? Dean Ween is a great guitar player. He's a really great guitar player. And I would think that if you want to do something away from Ween, it would be more structured and more formal. That's what I would think. And that that's the same reasoning why. I, now that we're writing our new record, I'm listening to Jandek and the Boredoms and. All it's sun raw, and I'm just going through this crazy phase. I'm interested to see how sun raw 
manifest itself on the new Danko Jones. <laughs> it won't. It'll it'll make all our songs more structured and harder and and more precise. I'm that's that's basically to why. Space to Ghost Perp. Space Ghost Perp. It'll definitely be about living on Earth. The yeah, songs. Earth-based music. Earth-based yeah. music. Um, but that's just Danko what Jones I'm going goes to, to Mars. The new album. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think that's going to happen. Daco Jones, Space Trip. What are you writing about in uh, your band, in the Dead Coast? Uh, I think we're just trying to, you know, kind of give voice to all these stories and stuff like that have kind of just happened to us through touring, you know, like uh-huh. over, over all the years. And I think we've got kind of all these... You get a weird perspective on everything, and like you've kind of got all these these things that you just kind of a, a list of like horrible and like profane and yeah. like great things that have happened to you, and I think maybe things you wouldn't necessarily want to talk about, uh-huh. you know, like in an interview or or something that you would feel would be kind of like come across a little too harsh or a little uh-huh. too whatever, you know. And I think kind of trying to take some of those stories and and make them kind of beautiful sounding uh-huh. you know and make them a little bit more poetic sounding and I think that's what we're that's what we're trying to do so sort of a Sunday morning coming down kind of vibe sure sometimes. yeah and uh, and I don't want it to be like I don't I don't mean like be like oh it's a very dark time for me you know like <laughs> none, echoes none of, that. of the amplifiers <laughs> going through my head <laughs> yeah none of that that makes me think, like, for Gallows, are you in charge of the lyrics and the melodies and all that stuff as well? Yeah, yeah, like, uh, like 100%. Um, but uh, I think, you know, the what I want to do with that and the stuff I like the most about, you know, punk and, and hardcore is just, like, it's just all payoff, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want... You can try and, like, reinvent the wheel, and I have no interest in doing that. Whatsoever. You don't want to be I just, fucked up. I can't believe what they're doing. <laughs> okay. Same I way. just like you know, like there's just all the bands that I that I love the most, um, all just try and play Ace of Spades faster and harder, right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Especially the band was doing something that was very you know trying to do something very dramatic and very experimental with their last record and it took them forever to write. And, uh-huh. You know, they recorded all these gorgeous studios and got a pro- got Garth Richardson to produce it. And it's just like, you know, like, if I'm singing for the band, we're going to record it at their friend's house uh-huh. in the city they grew up in. You know what I mean? And just like... Take it make, back. Yeah, take it back. And it's like, I think there's... But subject matter is cool with them. Like, like you're not going to come in going. If I don't know what the subject matter well, was. Well, I think on their you know. I think they're they're like the one thing that people find really odd. Me joining the band is that you know they're such a British band, mm-hmm. and having a singer that's not British is uh, you know is is what I think throws a lot of people for a loop. Right. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. Being a band that is like had their last record be you know so British, like called Great Britain. You know, just about stuff that's going on in the UK and being right. this really nihilistic thing. Like, there's no way they would have released another record like that. You know what I mean? It's been done to the nth degree. And right. the point's been driven home. So, you know, regardless of what the band would have done, you know, whether it would have been me or not, 
you know, it, it wouldn't have gone in that direction. Right. And I think we've all, you know, we, we've all got a similar outlook on life and we all kind of grew up doing the same things. And there's, there's those, you know, dumb things we did when we were younger and then that kind of warped our view on the world. And I think why we all are drawn to, you know, the music we are. And I think similar with the three of us even, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think there's, there's, there's a lot of things that are worldwide and universal about that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, so I don't know. I don't think it's odd at all. You could also argue that, you know, if you're going to get a non-English singer for an English band, a Canadian is close enough. It's like, yeah, we are one of the colonies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, I think I mentioned this on the, on the failed podcast episode (laughs) one. Uh, but when I first for to be referred to as the failed FP one. Yeah. When I when I saw the band photo with you in the front the first time uh, when you guys made the announcement, uh, I thought that was a great fit. We had played with Gallows at a at a festival I think two years before, two years ago at a at a festival in Italy I think, and it was us them and uh, Valiant Thor. And Strong billing. Yeah, it was a pretty good festival, um, and. Uh, I just thought so. I was familiar with the sound and the, and the band and everything. But when I saw the band photo, I thought it was like, it was right. It, it looked great, you know, just as the photo. It makes it made sense, and the fact that they were taking you from Alexis on Fire, it was this. It was kind of cool, you know. Maybe you are Canadian, but you're from a very well-respected band within that scene, and so it kind of makes sense. And you know? I think this is something you said, like that, that Nick said on the on the last podcast, the failed podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, you know, I think people have a lot of ideas about, you know, like what punk or hardcore, or, you know, like Danko Jones or Alexa on Fire or Gallows or Brutal Nights or whatever, yeah, you know, is right, you know, and and a lot of people want to divide these things up, really like into subcategories and mm-hmm. say, you know, none of those bands would fit together, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, you said, it's all music your parents would hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I go. That's, yeah, that's what know. I go. I, I, still, I still go by that. And, and yesterday when the Juno nominations were announced, I didn't know, but there's an adult alternative category. Did you so know that? Crazy. What is crazy. What does that mean? I don't know, but so I never want to be nominated for that category, ever. Was that a crazy, crazy, crazy yes time when the you, when get the Gallows thing got announced and the Alexis on Fire breakup thing got announced at the same time? Was that yeah? How long was that window where you were doing where you were in limbo? Uh, I mean, things have been winding down with Alexis like nothing had been happening for like a year, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it was the Gallows thing, you know, that when I got asked, that kind of you know made us look at it and be like, it's not happening. Yeah. Oh, you know. so it was you that that the gallows offer kickstarted the whole. No, descent. what I'm what I'm not saying is I broke up the band. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely not saying that. Okay. Um, we were, you know, we we'd done our last about a week before we went into the studio to do the last recording that we did. Dog's Blood. Um, right. Dallas had quit, and uh-huh. then he said, I'll, "I'll tour for the rest of the year, do the shows. I'm just not interested in doing this anymore." And this was what year? This was 2009. Yeah, this was like a year before we... This this is like a, a year and a half before we made okay, the announcement. Okay. Sure. So right. we got off tour, and then, you know, with all the, you know, best hopes of, like, trying to get a new guy. 
Yeah. Um, and I like, you know, went and wrote with a whole bunch of people stuff and, and worked on some stuff and was really gung-ho. Um, the rest of the dudes kind of, you know, like, you know, as you get older and you're playing in a band, like, life catches up, you know? Yeah. And it's yes. like kids and families and just, you know, mm-hmm. obligations that, that aren't you touring 12 months a year. Right. You know, come skills, up. Skills that you learn go down the poop. Yeah, shit. absolutely. So, like, I mean, like, when, you know, like, I was, like, really gung-ho to get this going right away, and some of the other dudes just had stuff they needed to take care of. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, like, that kind of, I think, broke our stride a little bit, and then just kind of, you know, more and more time got away from us, and I think we were all starting to feel like it wasn't happening, you know? And hmm. when you start feeling like, and I was really starting to feel like we're not going to make our best record, you know? And it was a year later, and we still hadn't found a dude to come in, like, the right dude. Fuck. And, uh... You know, yeah, I it, was, it, it was a bummer, but I don't like it. Just wasn't it? Just wasn't happening. I, I I I told you this off the mic, and I guess since you brought it up on the podcast, I can I can tell the story now. But we played a festival together in Germany, 2010, I believe. Yeah, uh, you guys, us. It was a great lineup too. I think Converge were, like were on Crowbar, there. Crowbar, yeah. like oh, that, there was that one with the Haunted Converge, Crowbar, Flogging Molly. And uh, Kailessa. Yeah. But there was another festival we played together with, I believe, No Effects, Us, you got... Uh, hot Water. Was yeah, Hot Water yeah. Music was right across from us. And uh, Dallas and... God, I forget his name. Your drummer... Jordan. Jordan. Ratbeard. <laughs> you guys came into our... Those two guys came into our dressing room. And, and this is 2010. So this is four years since we first met. So we're all kind of like... Chummy, chummy, and and so I was Canadians in a good, abroad, exactly. Anybody. And I was in a good mood, in a playful mood, I should say. And um, I, Dallas said some kind of, he said something about, oh yeah, I got you on my uh, iPad or iPod. I'm listening to you guys or something. And I'm like, and then I started ripping on him, you know, just just playfully ripping on him. And I said, oh, and then it led into me saying something like. Um, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to break out and go solo now? You think about with your city in color? And then he kind of, nothing, it just, it, it, things, you could feel in the room, it just went down. And then it, people just kept talking, and then he left. And then Jordan said, Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's winding down. Yeah, things are really going well for him. I think that's about it. And when he left, I remember JC just turning to me going, Dude, why are you saying this shit to them, man? They're going. I felt so bad yeah. for, and and that was the first time we'd met you that summer. And I looked at the schedule and I said, okay, we're gonna meet them in three weeks at this festival with Converge and Haunted and Flogging Molly and all these bands. I'm not gonna bring it up. I'm not gonna <laughs> say anything, or it's all gonna be cool. It'll be all good. And then we ended up hanging out the whole day. And by the end of the day, I was like, "All right, cool. I think I made up for that fucking line I said." <laughs> this, this kind of shit goes in my you head know, all the I time. Don't know. Like it, it just it is what it is. Right? So we you know knew I mean? about like, it. It's too. obviously like a, a thing where you know it's it's hard to balance like that many things. And and uh, you know I he he just wasn't into it anymore and like you don't want to be in a band with a guy that doesn't want to be in the band yeah no i you know I it's like yeah. it's not good for touring it's not good for the band it's not good for and it's like it's no like slight on him like you know he just I was get. like into doing something else you know and and you know when you've been in a band for a really long time you know things things are different and like i think we all would have like we all would have hoped we could have been playing together forever but you know it's not the way things work out sometimes right i mean and you guys i mean i don't know you guys so well that we've shared a bus and spent 
days together, but you guys seem to me to be everyone's got a head on their shoulders and no one's going to, at least what I saw, be just go off the deep end because of that. Mm-hmm. I've been in situations. In like some that. years, you can actually clone <laughs> Dallas because of the DNA you probably have just of him. Somewhere. Why didn't you call me, man? Yeah, I yeah. You should, why didn't you call up the Danko Jones? I the play guitar singer. and I sing, and I can do those melodies. Or uh, I, why didn't you call me? I didn't know the shit was going down. It was just whispered that it might happen or things were going, so I didn't want to rock the boat. But if you guys had given me a call, like, listen, Dallas is out. We want you in. Or what about there was that baby who had the chart hit about 17 years ago, Jordy? Well, now Jordy is probably about 20 years old, ready to get his (laughs) sing on. What about that smoking baby? Oh, yeah, you could have just got, just got the, him in. Because he's going to have the, the husk. Although you don't need husk. Yeah, he could have replaced no, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I could have been there. I don't smoke. Should have known. <laughs> that's pretty much it. It's that. And then someone was <laughs> like, like rah, 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 rah. I was about to hit. Oh, I can't even remember what it's a song. Should have known better than a Peter friend. Feel. Oh, that's Wham. <laughs> Sorry, that was the first thing on my in my head. Sorry. It's like Alex on Fire is like Wham with with a, a, like distorted guitars. I love Wham. Yeah, and that's a, that's a guilty pleasure, but it's not because I tell everybody. No, that you I love said Wham. that very unguiltily, and it's almost fuck yeah, you. Very, I love it's out Wham. there, yeah. planet Earth. It's deal with it. Yeah. Fuck. yeah. I love it, man. I already fucking gave my cred with Jandek. I could say Wham. Fuck everybody who's just... Wham or just Jandek with better production, in my opinion? Everything's just Jandek with better <laughs> yeah, production. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm really fascinated by the, the peaks and valleys of this particular... <laughs> yeah, it's great. Podcast we've done. Uh, um... And are you liking the neighborhood that I live in more love and more? It. I yeah. love coming to... I mean, I don't have a lot of reasons to come to the bridal path. To your house, yeah. But uh, when I'm up here, I see the basketball players. I see that house that Prince rented, Prince. painted purple. Uh, yep. You live here in Casaloma, and it's so nice. Casaloma, this uh, refurbished castle in Toronto. I can't believe it. You know, you've got the the parapets are awesome. You know, Just, I th- when I thought, you know, I'm excited to do the Mango Kids podcast. I thought, man. I can't wait to see the tapestries. Oh, and, and such tapestries. Such vivid tapestries. And the just in case anybody the out there is wondering, they're, they're taking the piss out of me right now. There's frescoes on the wall and frescoes in the fridge, and that is the perfect <laughs> place for me. That's a wrap. Right. That's it. <laughs>